everybody in the world to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in and around God's beautiful blue-green orb that we call planet Earth. Yes, raucous applause. Stadiums of people. Everyone around the world. Today is February 17th at the time of the release of this episode. Uh, and it's almost time. It's Valentine's Day has come and gone. Uh, we are one fifteenth. <laughs> no, it's less than that. Valentine's one, is on the fourteenth, man. I mean, I mean, uh, the per- the fraction that we are into this year. What is that fraction? It's like more than one twelve. It's like one point five twelve <laughs> twelve into the year. One point two five twelve. <laughs> How's your twenty twenty going so far? Um, twenty sixteen. 20, what? <laughs> you did, wait, 2020 I, is great. You freaked me out for a second. <laughs> I, I thought love we it. were in 2016 for yeah. a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. This is my first episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Merlin. We're going to age backwards. Yeah. Me. Is that what Merlin's about? Yeah. I, I, that's, that's what we call uh, Benjamin Button in my, my time. Oh. Wow. <laughs> but really, when was your time? Uh, oh, I guess 2016, right? <laughs> okay, good. Well, we're almost there. If you've never listened to the Michael Lippie Variety Hour before, it is an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, painters, poets, artists, sculptors, directors, writers. I said sculptors again, and it still hasn't happened. I'm, I've, I've lost all hope. No sculptors. <laughs> I haven't. I've tried. Look, it's, it's, it's not... It's not on lack of trying on my part. It's a la- it's for the lack of sculptors that exist in the world. My physique doesn't count as sculpting. That's sculpted. Sculpted. Okay. Right, Whoever made that body, <laughs> maybe we have them on the show. You you do no. You don't. You really don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then no. Okay. <laughs> I still haven't had a sculptor on the show. It's also the world's only mandatory podcast. So welcome back, everybody in the world. We have a really good show for you today, girl. Yeah. Uh, today we are joined uh, by an electro folk musician. Uh, his name is Gregory Mulkern. Is that how you say your last name? Heck yeah. Uh, also known as Banjo Electric. Welcome. Thank you. How are you doing? Do you want me to call you Banjo Electric or Gregory? <laughs> you know, however floats your boat. We're all, we're all on a boat together. I'm just going like, to call yeah. you friend. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Okay, friend. Yeah, it feels really nice. <laughs> so your music, uh, it's kind of, I, I was, it's uh, I, thankfully you called, you you put a name to it on your website because I was, it's so unique. It's hard to put a name to what it is because uh, it's like Americana. It's got Americana elements, but uh, it's it's got so much more to it as well. Uh, so how did you kind of, first of all, how did you get into music in general? And then how did you kind of uh, merge these two worlds into, or several worlds into this one uh, project? Cool. Well, when I first started to really listen to music on my own and go out and find recordings that I was interested in, regardless of whatever I found at home or anything like that, it was like, it was the early like field recordings from the Smithsonian Folkways collection and Moses Ash and um, like roots, American roots music and yeah. Americana. And I really loved bluegrass music and I loved banjo. Um, and I started to pick the banjo up 
and uh, just really fell in love with old time music and bluegrass. I sang a lot of old, old American acapella singing too. That was had been around, but um, I also realized that I liked listening to a lot of different kinds of music. Yeah. Um, when I'm going out to the club and I, I like going dancing, I don't, I don't want to. Hank Williams. Yeah, I don't. Wanna, <laughs> yeah, I'm not really going to be listening to Doc Watson when yeah. I'm trying to, you know, bump and grind. Right. Um, so what I wanted to do for myself musically is make a contribution that other people were not really making. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, ins- you know, I was inspired by the music that I haven't heard yeah. yet. And what I wanted to do was take America's iconic instrument, the five-string banjo, and actually update it for what America is today. Yeah. So it's Americana updated for 21st century America, which is multilingual. Yeah. Um, We are not in a one-language country, so I don't think Americana, if we're going to have a genre called Americana, should only be in one language. Yeah. Um, Also, we've, you know, like all of the American musical developments that have gone all around the world from everything from like funk to EDM and most of that, you know, you're finding a lot of that here in Detroit. Why is that not incorporated into Americana too? So I use modern music technology like a loop station and effects pedals, and I use influences from rock and funk and soul and R&B and music that's uh, contemporary pop music from all around the world. Yeah, there's no and, limit. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's no limit. Music without borders. Uh, so you, were ta- you mentioned uh, multilingual um, mm-hmm. And and we were talking a little bit about this before we we started recording, but so you're you're fluent uh, in in English and Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and but you also have uh, songs that are in, in Turkish as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how did you? Uh, uh, so how long have you been speaking Spanish for? Uh, I started in middle school. Okay, was, yeah. So you've been, and you kind of been consistently speaking then. So now you can you're. You don't have any issue speaking it just in general conversation. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with general conversation. Got it. I'm not going to um, write poetry in in Spanish yet. Right. But, um, but so uh, writing songs in another language, uh, how do you kind of a, how do you approach that um, as, as a native English speaker? Well, you're going to hear this one tune today, uh, Mentiras, mm-hmm. that I wrote in Spanish and. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I did it. First of all, it would sound really dumb in English, like sure. if you actually translate. Uh, the lyrics and sing it. It just doesn't. It doesn't yeah. sing the right way. I and, go to the library. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, perhaps I can recreate the song in English a little bit for you sometime <laughs> after we play it. But um, I mean, music comes out of me in a lot of different ways. But sometimes um, the songs kind of write themselves. You hear a song and then you sort of already hear like, oh, these phrases need to be in this song. It's just these chords and this beat, everything's just like saying this phrase. And uh, this one was was in Spanish. Yeah. Um, And you also have songs in Turkish, though, which you don't even speak. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't written any songs in Turkish, but I do play some traditional uh, music that's in Turkish. Yeah. And uh, that is just because I really love that music yeah. and it's great and it's fun too I mean the banjo is a really international instrument we think of it as definitely American and like the particular steel rimmed five string banjo that we have is coming from an Americanization of an African instrument yeah. that was brought over in the slave trade um, and uh, so that particular banjo is an American thing but the instrument is, is very 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 old the idea of taking a string and stretching it across a drum head which is really all a banjo is and it's fundamental thing um, is in Africa it's all throughout you know uh, 
you know, the Japanese shamisen and the Chinese sanchien. Uh, in 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 Iran, there's the Persian uh, tar, which is the same sort of thing. I mean, like that concept as an instrument is all is all over the world. So it makes a lot of sense to you know play music that would be played on those types of family-related banjo instruments um, on a banjo too. It, it's clear that you have just uh, such a deep uh, knowledge and passion for music from all over the world. When did that kind of, how did that start? Where did that love begin? Well, what's really cool about is that music from all over the world is music from within the United States because we have people from whose cultures originate from all over the world. And that's part of what American culture is. So I spend a lot of time like in New York and out on the West Coast and um, there's a lot of opportunities in these cities to play music with and dance to and meet musicians um, who are coming from all over the place. There's a great musician, Mo Alesh, who uh, performs up and down the West Coast, and he's Tuareg, like from um, like the mountains in northwestern Africa and so on and so forth, bringing that type of music now. Um, and, I mean, there's just so so many opportunities in the United States to hear music from all over the place um, that that's, again, part of what Americana is to me. Yeah. Uh, so when you're uh, sitting down uh, to write a song, um, how do you kind of get in the zone? How do you get in the mood to, to do you have to like put on another artist that you want to be inspired by or another style of music? Um, or is it usually just like a melody just like comes to you in your sleep or something like that? Well, it's interesting. Uh, I carry a little a little audio recorder, you know, app yeah. on the phone. Um, yeah. I work down at St. Andrew's Hall, so I, I hear, like, a lot of different music that comes in yeah. through there. And I've definitely just held it up and recorded like, okay, here's a drum beat. It goes like this, doom, <laughs> to cut, doom, to doom, cut, to doom, doom. You know, like, record from that at, at some point. But um, music comes out. Music comes out in a lot of different ways. It's like falling in love, you know. Like, maybe you meet someone randomly. Maybe you're, you know like specifically like haunting a particular place because you know you're interested in roller skating people and so you <laughs> go to all the roller rinks and you're like i'm gonna fall in love today i don't know i mean that's awesome you, you can do it deliberately or not but in in the end you have something beautiful and yeah uh so you just really not uh just but uh back uh, in 2019 uh you released their second part of your debut release uh as above which was paired with your first uh part in uh 2018 so uh, yeah, so below, mm-hmm. um, and then you're releasing your final part uh, uh, called "End in the Center" this yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, so, so it, how did you find that information? That's good. <laughs> really? Yeah, you sleuthed that from somewhere. That's not even up online, is that? It's not. I thought you. I uh, oh, it's in your uh, the news area on your website. Wow, that's awesome. It says I began oh, recording yeah. for. Uh, sorry, did I did I? No, <laughs> that's a great great interviewer. <laughs> right um, so <laughs> this man is a genius. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> compliments. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. So, um, how how did you decide to kind of split your? Because you you it, the, you're calling the last this third one right. your the the last one in your debut. Right. Uh, so what what was kind of what is uh, what was the approach for that? Um, well, music industry is changing all the time, and uh, the advice that I got talking to some people who I trust is it makes more sense to do a series of releases on small EPs mm-hmm. um, and uh, if there's any musicians who are looking for advice out there this is my advice I got press attention for those two releases whereas yeah. if they had been one album it would have only gotten like half 
right, as yeah. much attention from the press. So to put out a five or six song EP makes sense. I mean, the way I'm recording those albums is that every sound is coming from a banjo. So all the percussions from a banjo, the bass is from a banjo. I do weird experimental things like taking a violin bow across a banjo, which is really not all that original. There are there are other artists doing it, but it's a it's a fun sound and. Um, uh, processing that all in the mixing process to make it sound like a full band. It doesn't sound yeah. like you're playing with a banjo. It sounds like a pop music song. Right. Um, but And so the first three albums are going to be that. And that's like a nice low-budget way of doing it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and uh, But there are limits to the type of sound. You don't really have the, the you know... Mm, I, I really like playing with other musicians, too. Yeah. Um, especially because they can bring new ideas in the process to you. And Which is kind of the whole vibe of your music in general. Yeah, so <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't like making music in a vacuum. I want other people involved, yeah. and hopefully I get to a point soon where I can... You know, yeah, that's, it, that's, that. that's funny that you... Because you were talking about that before, how you much prefer playing with the band rather than... Because mm-hmm. uh, we, re- we pre-recorded all the songs uh, that you guys will be hearing already and uh, you use a loop pedal yeah. uh, to perform it. And I just think that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, which it, it is, objectively. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, well, it, it's interesting because like, I started out playing just folk music, which you're very accustomed to the finished product being one person with one instrument, like Woody Guthrie strumming a guitar and singing, you know, like everyone understands that. And um, that had been the music that I was so into. I started playing on uh, with a band called Sold Only as Curio, who's now in Detroit now. And we've grown in the like 10 years of being together as a band into a seven piece sort of collective performance showcase band that does music from all over the world and mostly original music and it's funky and sexy and mysterious and um and original it would it would be hard to fit them in the studio <laughs> but um and we actually have a show coming up uh at Bolero in Royal Oak on Friday the 14th on Valentine's Day so it's a free show if you want to go here well so, two days before the release of this episode <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so um, go back in time True. Sorry. So, no, that's fine. So, like, playing with them taught me about how to hear a full band behind what I was doing, too. But that's, you know, that's a long process for for someone. If your background is traditional American folk music, like my background is, you just, there's a, you know, a type of creativity that you have to really you have to put in the work to be able to hear the possibilities in the music. Like, oh, let's, you know, hear what this type of beat structure would do to this song or these type of chords that are more colorful than what a banjo normally plays because a banjo's got four strings and the common styles. You're playing major chords, minor chords. Not a heck, most of the melodies are pentatonic in early American folk music. They only have five notes. So you're not really taking advantage of... um, the full scope of what you could be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, in addition, or in order to promote your most recent release, uh, your uh, uh, as above, um, you went on a European tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that your first time being in Europe? That or? was my second one. I did. I did uh, a tour after the release of the first oh, album okay. too. Cool. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, how does first of all, how does like putting together a European tour even work? And like, uh, what was so important about going to Europe that uh, you know made you want to go back even a second time? Um, I when 
When I play in Europe, I have a lot of fun because even a really boring day is at least a boring day in like a, you know, a really cool place or a different place that you've never been before. So yeah. it's fun. Everyone should do it. Um, if you want, there are cheap flights to get over there sometimes, you know, I mean. Just keep your eye out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And after you get to Europe, traveling around there is pretty inexpensive too. Yeah. I mean, there are, from going over there, that there are a lot of venues that I can play over there that offer you, they don't ask you, hey, how many people can you bring to the gig? Or like, hey, like, do I do I know you? Like, should I know you? They're, they're really just looking at the information you send them and be like, cool, I have a venue that has people coming to it because I always put on a great show so they just come to my venue regardless and we think that you fit in with the feel of the venue and would like you to play so here's an upfront fee that we're going to pay you to come to our venue and I'm like cool <laughs> let's, so awesome. let's go ahead and do that it's great and um it's a there's there's I mean it's it's hard to be a musician everywhere yeah um but you know it's some sometimes it's, it's easier to go over there but but ultimately I like to bring influences from around the world to the banjo and then also the banjo to the rest of the world. Like, it's really fun to go places where people are not, not, um, they don't even understand how different what I'm doing on a banjo is from normal banjo music. Because yeah. it's like, oh, it's a banjo played by an American. Good enough for me. You know, yeah. they're not thinking past it. Why does this sound different? So it's it's fun. It's 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 playful and... That's awesome. I like yeah. it. So uh, I want to let's hear this uh, first song. You were talking about it a little bit, but uh, let's talk about uh, what's the name of it and what's it about. This first song is called Mentiras, and it means lies. And this song is about recognizing and overcoming the lies that are spread to keep people from recognizing our shared humanity. Awesome. There's a it's a bilingual tune. Uh, there's a little bit of English in the middle, and. Um, Great. There we go. Awesome. Here's Banjo Electric with Mentiras. <laughs> en las noticias y el gobierno confía en la maestra confía en el juez pero esto no es lo que vine a creer después Buscando la autoridad aquí allá Se escucha a la voz, la voz con la más fuerza Encontra la que adentro Hablando todo tiempo Si sabemos la verdad Venceré Sabemos la verdad. 
Algunos buscan dinero, algunos la felicidad Mientras otras solo buscan para vivir la capacidad No confíes en las mentiras que dicen quién eres Recuerda lo que sabes de un tiempo más antes Todos deben de confiar en alguna cosa Buscando la autoridad aquí allá Si escucha a la voz, la voz con la más fuerza Encontrará que adentro hablando todo tiempo si sabemos protect you from the lies I know you've heard there are many others that would fill your heart with fear but I've a message for you and it's time that you should hear la pasión del corazón adelante hasta la realización yo sé que viene el futuro mejor cuando la gente escucha a la voz interior todos juntos como estamos aquí yo recuerdo el momento y yo sé lo que vi lleno de mentiras el mundo de hoy pero somos vecinos a mensaje que les doy Confiar en alguna cosa Buscando la autoridad aquí allá Si escucha a la voz, la voz con la más fuerza Encontra que adentro hablando todo tiempo That is a tune. That's a freaking tune, <laughs> if I ever heard one. It is um, a tune. It is a tune. Uh, so we were talking a little bit about Europe before, and now we have a European guest joining us on the show. Uh, her name is I Am Influencer. Hello. She is a British makeup YouTuber. I am, uh, yes. Welcome. Is welcome British Europe anymore? Uh yeah, it's just not part of the European. Well, don't I guess... hate, don't hate. <laughs> okay. Is it? We could be part of Europe. <laughs> okay. We're still, we're still a country. In You're Europe. just not in the EU. No, no Brexit. Oh, do not we a fan? talk about that? No. No. <laughs> we could talk no. about it if you want. No. <laughs> no. I just wish Northern Ireland would, you know, go over to, you know, Ireland. <laughs> You're not a fan. But the rest of us, you know, we're good. That's, we're good. That's quite cheeky. Uh-huh. Did I say that right? Cheeky, cheeky monkey. I mean, you're quite devilish. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Uh, so, uh, welcome, welcome to the show. I am. 
Um, mm-hmm. So you are a YouTube uh, I'm an influencer. Yes. Influencer. Makeup. Which is apt because your last Beauty name is... Guru. Is influencer just your username or is that your real birth last name? I am influencer. It's my name. If you huh. tell my YouTube channel anything different, they'll hate me. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, they love me. They love me so much. I love you all so much too. I love you, I love you, I love you. So the, the YouTube makeup community is uh, really blowing up right it's now. Dramatic. Um, so it's dramatic. So uh, were you kind of there at the uh, the genesis of it, or I, I've uh, been there for, since the beginning, like two thousand six, since the beginning of YouTube, or since the beginning of beauty YouTube. Oh, since the beginning of of time, Michael. <laughs> Michael, you're so cheeky. Uh, <laughs> I'm devilish. I, <laughs> he's the demon, the devil. No, uh, <laughs> no, I've been there since the beginning. Yeah. So lately, you know, it's mostly Jeffrey Star. You know, I mm-hmm. don't touch Kylie. Sorry, I don't touch Kat Von D. Sorry. Why is that? But, oh, they. Just nasty bitches. Oh, you know, oh. they're just. Um, can I say the word cunt? Because I want to say the I mean, word I guess, cunt. I guess so. Yeah, they're a bunch of cunts. Uh, but I do love me Jeffree Stars. Really? So, why? Why? Yeah. What's so special about Jeffree Star? Oh, his makeup is fabulous. It's just got really, really rich, high quality. It's got deep, deep colors to it. You know, you put it on and you're like, that's pigment. Before I didn't know what pigment was. And then I had some Jeffree Star lipsticks and I was like, pigment, I understand. Uh, are you, how do you feel about the Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star uh, uh, collaboration? Conspiracy theory palette. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. You know what? I cannot wait until the new... Uh, Let's see. I think we're going with it's either money blood or it's some sort of like love blood. He's got a new bloodline and it's purple. That's all I know. I don't want to give any spoilers, but it's purple. You know, rich royal. So are you friends with Jeffree Star? Oh, who isn't? Me. <laughs> are you friends with Jeffree Star, Gregory? Uh, we don't talk anymore. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You know, I got a theory. Michael. Yes. Michael. Yes. Michael. Yes. I have a theory about Gregory's. <laughs> I have a theory about Gregory's. There's something People about named Gregory. There's something about Gregory's that they do folk music because Gregory Ellen Isakov. Oh yeah. And then you got Greg Lanswell. Uh huh. And then we got a new Gregory. Uh huh. I think there's <laughs> those a are three there. examples. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a trio of Gregory's and folk music. Except when they're Catholic popes, and then they try and destroy folk music. Yes. Yes. Is that, is it, was there a pope named Gregory? The there pope? was Pope Gregory the Great. Oh. He burned a lot of islands. Not so great, huh? Not no. so great. Not so great. <laughs> That's a, who yeah. gave him that name? <laughs> uh, so, uh, so you have your own. Uh, I mean, I guess that, uh, the throw the baby out with the bathwater, but you have your own palette that you've been working on, right? Oh, who told you that? Uh, you He's did. been sneaking around. Oh, I did. Yeah. I did. I'm devilish. I'm a cheeky little one, no? <laughs> yes, I do have a new palette. It's coming out soon. I can't say how soon, but it's coming out soon. Do you know it's because you don't know or it's a surprise? No, I do know. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will say I'm not going to pull the Jaclyn Hill, all right? You're not going to get any vegetation on your lipsticks or any mold any residue. Like, that little Hair pieces, yeah. Yes. What was that? I don't know. You know, I got one of her makeup kits and I didn't even touch it. I was yeah. like, no. Yeah, no. I mean, that's that can't be healthy. No. I'm pretty sure it had, you know, some form of like little rat hairs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not to not to piss on America, but, uh, you know, uh, don't trust their factories. And uh, there's some Jeffree Star's factories in well, America? Well, his is different because he's, you know, he started all 
on his end. It's mm. all his factories. Jacqueline Hill used a subcategory, and she said she got it done in Milan, but I don't even believe that because even mm. Milan Italians wouldn't do that. Really? Ita- oh no, mm. no. If anything, an Italian would say, you know, I'm going to fuck you up right, <laughs> right in the face. They wouldn't do it behind your back. Fair enough. <laughs> is that, you know, you've been. Is that true, Gregor? Yes. <laughs> you've been the very, the Everything very, she says the is... very upfront, the very honest, and they, you know, they tell you exactly what they want. If they want to, you know, sexually abuse you, they say, "Honey, oh, I want to grab you by the tits," and you say no, and they're like, "All right then, goodbye." So I want to sex I've yet. never turned down an offer like that. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! Oh, he's cheeky. Oh, he's cheeky. He's devilish. And Gregory, the triad <laughs> of Gregory's, the very cheeky, foggy. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that folk tree. You 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 should I make like a folk tree. I like the trio. banjo. I do like the banjo. Really? You know what? I may name one of my my shades banjo. The only banjo, banjo music you ever really had in, over in the UK is uh, Mumford and Sons. Yeah, I hate Mumford and Sons. <laughs> you don't like Mumford I and Sons. I hate Mumford and Sons. <laughs> I hate them. Uh, Lumineers cannot stand the Lumineers. Uh, there are a few bands that I don't like. I love Doves. Doves is one of the most underrated bands out of any, I would have to say. What don't you like about uh, about pop pop bluegrass like Mumford and Sons? And... I just don't like his voice. Yeah. You know, I, I, I listen to him and I'm like, if anyone else sang this, I could withstand it. I hate Ed Sheeran as well. Uh-huh. I think he's just Greg- a cyborg every, every redhead. Every new name you say, Gregory, seems to melt a, a little more in anger. <laughs> Ed Sheeran. Do you like Ed Sheeran? Uh, people should be able to play music. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. You're a liar. You're a liar, Gregory. People should be You're able to do liar. whatever they want. You're a dirty, filthy liar. I can see it in your eyes. You, ha- I mean, you hate him as much as you hate the Mumford and Sons. The Mumford and Sons. You know who you should like? You, you listen even... to Caravan Palace. I have listened to yeah. I love Caravan who? Palace. Caravan Palace, uh, Gypsy Swing. Mm. Uh, Lone Digger, fabulous. Uh, yeah, they do like electro swing. Yes, Miracle, oh, oh. Miracle, yeah, like, fabulous song. A hmm. uh, little bit of gypsy swing, a little bit of uh, rapping as well. So, uh, so your new uh, palette is—it's not your first attempt at a palette. No, I, I tried my first palace and uh, my palace. <laughs> I wish, I wish. Uh, no, my first palette, I was working with Too Faced and mm, ugh, wrong right there. Yeah. And they screwed me out of many a money. It was a mini palette. It was just, you know, putting my face on the product and they screwed me out. $50,000 is all they gave me and they made millions off of it. So mm-hmm. cut down with uh, Too Faced. I ended that contract and then I decided to go on my own. Well, I mean, I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up the elephant in the room, which is the what happened to the consumers that utilize that palette. Um, what happened to their complexions and skin? Oh, and, uh, oh you mean the rosacea? <laughs> Yeah. Yes, the rosacea that uh, originally I told them I wanted a vegan product. I wanted something similar to Jeffree Star. I was going for something, you know, very pigmented. I wanted something that was fabulous. And they said, sure, of course I am. I am influencer. We're going to make it perfect for you because we are not two-faced. But guess what they are? Two-faced. two-faced. They are two-faced. They literally named themselves after the, what, the, the the conspiracy that they put out in the world. I am so sorry to anyone who ever tried that palette it is not what i wanted it to be that mini palette but was i mean it, it wasn't i mean the rosacea was so intense that people like were blistering and scarring uh so was i 
Well, I tried out my pellet. I did it on a live YouTube stream mm-hmm. and they saw the rosacea happening on me and I was live. blistering and I had to smile and say, it's okay. I swear it's okay. But it wasn't. I had to be rushed to the hospital. Well, I think and that's, that's what... when I sued Too Faced and that's when I got out of contract. But I think the problem was that you continued to sell it. Uh, the, the product... I didn't sell it. <laughs> Too Faced sold it. But your name was still attached to it. Because of contract. Yeah. I had to get out of contract and they had to sell all of the ones that had my face on but it But you, you continued to promote it on your, your channel. Michael, we're having an argument and I don't like it. <laughs> I, I just think it's something that we should talk about. I'm talking about it. I've talked about it multiple times on my YouTube channel. I am no longer associated with Too Faced. I no longer want to be. But what would you say to your millions of fans who did purchase this? Uh, I apologize your... to them. Did you? I sent each and every one of them a personalized, personalized card that said I was sorry and I am sorry. And I tried to pay back as much as I could. You sent a mil- over a million people a personalized card? Of course. Really? I have great calligraphy. <laughs> How long did Fantastic. that take? Fantastic. Fantastic typography. How long did that take for you to write? It took months. Really? Months. So is there anything to the online accusations saying that the fact that you were buying up stock in facial bandages Mm -hmm. and like... I bought them for myself. I literally this. had to buy stock because that's how badly burned I was. So you bought stock and then bur- purchased a bunch of bandages so you could gain stuff just so for yourself. You know, I no longer think you're cheeky. I just think you're you're right bastards oh. for bringing this up. I, I, I'm not well, arguing. I, I, I came on here as a, a civilized question, person. Gregory. I came on here as a civilized person and the two of you are being very, very... Terrible because to me. The, qu- the problem is... Is this what America is? You're bullying. You're bullying. You're just like that that terrible orange pumpkin thing that, that terrorizes <laughs> the world. Uh, I'm not, I don't know what you're talking about. Trump. Oh. Oh, I thought you were talking about David Pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. David S. Pumpkins questions? is a right class man. You don't, you dare touch I David I guess the pumpkins. concern is, and I, I know that your, probable, your intention uh, is to make a palette that's independent and, and that you... Uh, can actually put your mark of a C approval on. You're not being exploited this time. But the problem is, people have noticed noticed that you were buying stock in bandages the last time. But now you're buying stock in the people who make hazmat suits, um, and it's concerning. It's making people worry that the second palette's going to be perhaps even worse. Do you see? <laughs> do you see the the problem? All right, my fans, you want to know what the hazmat suits are for? Yes. Jeffree Star has his own brand of tracksuit. I have been looking at the change and, you know, unfortunately we live in a world where disease and and bad things are happening. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if I put my emblem on a hazmat suit and Mm -hmm. I sold it and it's coming with the palette. So I apologize, but that is part of the premium package. Okay. You just gave away part of my uh, premium package. That's you a good just point. gave away a secret that I was holding deep inside my heart for my fans uh, because I look out for them. I'm All right. S- I'm sorry. And you know what the bandages? I have color coded them to my palettes so that they match. And that way, if anything bad does happen, <laughs> if they continue to buy Too Faced, they have it ready for them. This was part of the premium package, Michael. Michael. Michael, this was part of my premium package, and you've ruined it. I'm sorry. You've I... ruined it. You made me look like an A-class dumbass on your no. fucking show. No. And I want to come on here. I want to be civilized, and I am civilized. And you, you, and Gregory, Gregory from the triad, he has been a right bastard to me as well. And I liked your music, and now I, I, I don't. Oh, wow. 
I like banjo. I like folk. I brought up Gregory Ellen Isakov. I did many things for you, Gregory. I did many a thing. It's true. And you haven't even thanked me. You've insulted me. Both of you have insulted me. And I've said nothing but kind and nice things to you. And you know what? I brought I brought a palette. I brought an early version of the palette oh, for really? you, along with two hazmat suits <laughs> and two sets of bandages that match in your size. And you know what? I don't want to give them anymore. I'm I don't. sorry. You must deal with a lot of pressure being an influencer. Yeah. Can you tell us about what some of the like most important qualities for someone to be like, do you think I could be an influencer? Honesty. I don't think either of you can be honest. And I'm so honest. I'm so honest to my fans. I think he's been fan. nothing but honest this whole time. No, he's no, he has not. You're part of the triad of Gregory's. You know what you're acting like? You're acting like a Gregory the Great. Oh, wow. You're I went there. You're destroying her folk I music. Went there. That is her, her palette. Banjo Electric is no longer a color in my palette. Wow. Man, that's... It's, I feel being terrible. An, being an influence is very difficult. You yeah. know, I go out there, I put out, you know, the right You're, foot, and and whether or not you like it, I have to, I have to raise my head high and say, you know what, I am influencer. Are you, you recording are the situation? This, 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 are you recording this right now on your phone? Of course I am. This is part of my this is part of my brand. I need to know where mistakes were so that I can correct them. And oh. the mistake I made was coming on here. I'm right. sorry. I wow. I feel terrible. I, I, I apologize. Uh, I, I am. Gregory, do, how do you feel? I, I, I would also like to say um, thank you and I'm sorry. You're welcome. You got very emotional in here. I, yeah. I, They're really nice hazmat suits. I'm, I'm they sure. are top grade. Well, <laughs> 300 threat count. You can't find that anywhere. No, that's, they're there. They're there. Makes me feel that even if the world is slowly slipping into apocalypse, at least we'll be comfortable yeah. while we're rooting around. And they're in an electric blue color. So that's it goes really cool. with it goes with the banjo electric. That's wow. wow, that's especially in such a gray Michigan winter, that would yeah. be really nice to and see a bunch thoughtful. of It looks so nice against the snow. It's yeah. really nice. And it would match your eye color. Oh. It would match both your eye colors, even but, though you're hey, not typically blue eyed. I, I would, would love match. I would love to see the palette. Would you show us the palette? Would that make you feel better? All right. Now, the outside of the palette is shaped like a Pedialyte bottle mm -hmm. because everyone is looking for electrolytes. And that's uh -huh. the whole that's the whole concept is electrolytes, taking care of yourself, you know, protection. Uh -huh. uh, so if uh, here's the palette. Uh-huh. It's very liquidy. Wow. It's it's got a liquid effect to it. It's uh, a metallic. I mean, it's literally liquid. No, it's uh, it's the illusion of liquid oh. at the top. Oh. If you press it, oh, it wow. it's, yeah. You know, what are those Spongy. called? Those uh, oh, yeah. those little stickers like back from in the, the day from the you know, the jelly stickers. Yeah, I used to press them, and they've got like liquid right. inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I did that to the to the outside of the box. Very so it, cool. We yeah. we coveted those. Yeah, they I, had velvet stickers too, but the velvet stickers were not as as interesting as the jelly stickers. You remember? See, Gregory, we're back. Okay. We're back to friendship because I originally thought, could I do a velour? And they said, no, no. Why don't you make the lipsticks velour feeling? And I said, oh, right. So when I opened up the palette, 
I've got 16 colours in here. Mm -hmm. uh, they're all different shades of electric. Just, I, I think that's, you know, it's so underrated. Right. I feel like you need to have a little bit pop, pop, pop of, of, of colour. Mm -hmm. um, so I've got, you know, I've got an orange here. I've got an electric purple, electric blue. That blue specifically goes with the hazmats. Mm -hmm. It's slightly different in shade, but that's just to give the, the hazmat suit. It's a little bit darker so that your eyes can have a little bit lighter look to them. Make it pop. Um, and then Make it I've work, got, girls. Mm -hmm. yes. And then I've got imprints of, of different stamps on each of the, the shadows and the palettes. Mm -hmm. So I've got a coffin on one, which represents, you know, child life in America. Because yeah. I feel like, you know, you, we're not... We're not taking care of ourselves. We're going mm -hmm. to see our children die, and we don't want that. I ha yeah. also have a cage, which is over the silver. I thought that would go good with, you know, um, the wall. I, I need to name it the wall, uh -huh. uh, just because, you know, that's what's happening to a lot of um, uh, Spanish, Mexican children mm -hmm. who want to come over. They're being put in cages. Right, people need to be prepared so they can match their outfits if they live in the border. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's also self-awareness. It's just, you know, you look at this palette and you think, oh, it's so, it's so dark. And yet the colors, the colors are not dark. They pop. Right. They pop. Hmm. And it's just bright and it's sunny and it's saying, you know, look at this darkness in our lives. We can make it so much more sparkly, so much more vibrant. You know, let's take our badness and let's make it good. Hmm. And so you're opposed to to the wall. Uh, in, oh, I think it's say. I think it's ridiculous. You know, the only good wall was by Pink Floyd. Yeah, that's a pretty good wall. That is a good wall. No banjo in there, though. No. 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 <laughs> no. But lots of electrics. Yes. Lots of electrics. Lots of electrics. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing these. With, do you mind if I try one? Do you mind if I, if I put one on my face? Because these have yet to be named completely. I'm going to say no. Oh. I don't want to give away everything. Oh. As your viewers, they can't see the colors and I don't want you to sneak off to a bathroom you know take a picture of it sure. so unfortunately I'm going to have to say no okay fair enough fair enough alright All right. well thanks so much for being on the show I am uh, it's very. I apologize for, for what we for upsetting you I accept your apology I will say though your your makeup is not running uh, despite no, how much you cried no it's part of my palette wow mm -hmm. so hopefully you don't take a picture of yourself <laughs> well you know sneak peeks somewhat fair. somewhat fair. they're blended they're blended fair um, so uh, we're going to uh, play another song real quick uh, from Banjo Electric. What is this next one called? What Public is this? Road. Oh, Public Road. <laughs> this one is called Pope Lick Road. Yeah. Public? Pope Lick. Public. Like Pope. Pope like Gregory. Like papal. Another Gregory Pope. the Great. Mm. Pope, yeah. Pope Lick. Another road. clue. A lick is like a creek. Oh. Um, a lick is like a creek. Yeah, it's like a kill. <laughs> My, so in Pennsylvania. <laughs> My minge is like... <laughs> It's a lick. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there is an actual road called Pope Lick Road, and it goes over. Uh, there's a train trestle that goes over the Pope Lick Creek, which is the lick. Um, I love all the words coming out of your mouth right there's now. There's a, uh, <laughs> a, a tale of cryptozoology in Kentucky about a. Loch Ness Monster. A, kind of, yeah. It's, right. it, it's called the Pope Lick Monster. Ooh. And it's a half man, half goat that haunts the train trestle. Ooh. 
and uh, lures people onto the train sussel with its hypnotic eyes. There's a couple of different variations. Oh, I dig and then that. as the train comes around the corner, that is the demise of the person who was lured on by the, the evil half-man, half-goat, Poplick monster. That's what this song is about. Spooky. Fabulous. All right, Fabulous. here is Banjo Electric with Poplick Road. Thank you. 
Yeah, baby. Spooky. Spooky, baby. <laughs> Spooky go monster. <laughs> Uh, so guys, uh, the, we're only a few short months away from the warmer months, uh, and this is the time of the year where Cedar Point, uh, board members and, uh, you know, executives are trying to figure out how to spice things up, right? They're trying to make things, they're trying to figure out, yeah, yeah, (laughs) they're trying to put, figure out how to put chilies on the Raptor. Uh, so we actually have a, uh, a... A little bug on the room of one of the Cedar Cedar Point boardrooms where they discuss how to improve the rides, and let's take it away. Okay, so the ride goes into a tunnel of swords, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's supposed to be safe. No. Oh. Uh, you see, here at America's rock and roller coaster, Cedar Point, uh, there's a certain reputation that we have that all the rides are totally safe. There's no danger. And it's starting to become a little samey, right? Well, I mean, we did have that scare with the Raptor a couple years well, ago. Well, you know, that's not, that wasn't related to the ride danger. That, that was, was a person's negligence. Of yes, course. Right. Uh, and I think people are starting to become a little bored of roller coasters because there's not I mean sure we get bigger and badder but it's not as scary anymore when you know there's no danger ticket sales are down doors are doors okay. are pretty paltry you know we really need to we need to hit a home run well, that's right Paul that's right Paul so so Lisa the thing that we're trying to determine here the thing we're trying to accomplish is to create a ride where there is a guaranteed Death count. No, 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 no. I totally get that, Stuart. It's just, um, is it too easy? I feel as though maybe if they worked for it, you know, maybe uh, at one point the ride flipped them upside down and dangled them from the ankle, mm-hmm, maybe. Mm-hmm. And we let loose some of, perhaps, let, hear me out, uh, if we opened at that point some of the safety bars. Okay. And a couple people that you can hold on and you can you can you can survive. There's some some grip handles there. Get that But risk. hey, if you don't have you don't have the tricep strength, you're going down. Now, I'm I'm the notes the 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 notes and the the diagram that you gave us submitted that you yes. did put grips in there for safety, yes. but they are to be coated in petroleum jelly at all times. Some of them. Oh, some of them. Oh, so it's like them. a kind of like a surprise. Oh, it's you like, get it, you don't. You sat now, in the third car today? Well, well, is it always the third car? Is it, no. it could be the car? Okay, no. that's good. It's kind I mean, of whatever that because people it would it would, it would like you, like you said the biggest criticism of Cedar Point is um, America's Rock and Roller Coaster, right? Well, no, the criticism is that it's samey, right? Like uh-huh, too many uh-huh, of the same uh-huh, thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh, so uh-huh, you wouldn't uh-huh. want that criticism to be applied to the Death Machine, right? No. Now, no. okay, is hold that on. is that the name that we are agreeing? On. I'm open to uh, new suggestions, but I think Death Machine is it gets the point across. Okay, I'm just or wondering. Or the guillotine. Ooh, I'm just guillotine? wondering if some, there you is... know, if some people from the north, you know what I'm talking about, if they're gonna Canada. feel, if they're gonna feel as though this is a too much in their face ride. Well, mm. the problem is that <laughs> um, <laughs> the real problem I have is that like at the end. Um, it's like it brings the carts into a buzzsaw chamber. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, aren't we mm-hmm. cu- just cutting through our profits by destroying a car every single time? Oh no! See, the buzzsaws will be slightly above 
uh, mm-hmm. the car. Oh, so good, you'll have good. to duck if you don't want to get your head chopped Correct. off. Correct. Oh. So the cars are completely Ooh. safe. Actually, during the time of the buzzsaw, we figured, well, why not a better time since the cars aren't being touched? We'll just do a little car wash during the tunnel. Get the cars cleaned. Uh-huh. At least we're, you know, and if there's any blood, it, it gets washed off by the end. Buzzsaw. Good name for a ride, huh? Oh. You think people are going to think it's too close to Jigsaw and they think it's going to be close to Saw like the movie? It harkens that imagery. Okay. Now, should that now we have the dust machine, should the buzzsaw be a children's dust machine? Oh. Maybe throw in a little water. Bob you know, the Builder splash. down at the end of the tunnel, giving them Ooh, some positive buzzsaw. Re- you know, positive reinforcement, and then all of a sudden, oh, Bob's on fire. Well, guys, <clears throat> I think we have a perfect idea. We have a perfect blueprint for what we want to do. I'd say we cut and print and, and, and give it to the big guy. Okay. Uh, anything anything else you guys want to add? Um, I I just I for the the workers on the the whichever we choose for the name. Um, I'm I'm I I, I kind of want to give the illusion that they are going into death. Um, so maybe we could put you know Grim Reaper cloaks, oh. or maybe even um, you know like the old uh, you know masks from like the the plague mm-hmm. time, something like that. Oh, great ideas, great ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, thanks so much. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for a uh, great, productive meeting of the Cedar Point Board of Directors, uh, rock and roller coasts, uh, entrepreneurs. Um, I love you all. Yeah, baby. And that is that. That is how you do it. Uh, so, guys, we are reaching the end of our show. I want to thank you guys both again for being on the show. Uh, but before we do, uh, it's become a new tradition kind of on the show where we end it off with a freaking game, baby. Yay, games. Yay, games. I Whoa. like games. I like them. Okay. what kind? Of, what's your favorite game? Oh, my favorite game. Uh, you know, I learned this one uh, since visiting. It's called Yuka. You have to play Euchre. I have not played Euchre, actually. Are you serious? Yeah. I have also never Isn't that a Michigan Euchre. thing? I'm, yeah, I'm a Michigan person. And yeah. I've never played Euchre. Did you say you haven't? You haven't I have never played okay, Euchre. Okay, I'm not alone. It is fabulous. Jacks are high, and then goes ace, you know, king, queen. Uh, but it's fabulous. You you have to work on a team. So if your teammate, if if you hate your teammate, you know, you're going to lose. So you need to find somebody who's a little bit cheeky, a little bit sneaky. A little devilish. A little devilish. <laughs> Uh, but it's two people against two people, and sometimes you can go alone, and it's fabulous. Oh. I won alone, and I got four points. Wow. So it's kind of like a three-legged race with an odd person. Yeah, but it's with cards. Could go, oh, but with cards, okay. Yeah, it's with cards. Well, this game is not quite like that. This game is called... It's not Sinatra or Madonna. What is that obscure music genre? Oh, my gosh. I, I love genres. This. Yeah. Fabulous. All right. You know, they used to play that in the green room of the very first theater that I was ever in. Really? I'm a, like, I'm a little kid. We're downstairs in the green room, and it's just like 24 hours, Price is Right. <laughs> that was my theatrical like initiation, <laughs> watching awesome. these and more interesting facts. <laughs> I'm going to start my own podcast. Yeah, it's an interesting fact. You should, from you should. 
call it the Gregory's. Just you know, interview yeah. Gregory's from mm-hmm. all across the world. So uh, the, the purpose, the the, the uh, objective of this game, if you okay. will, uh, is I will give you the name of a strange, obscure music genre and a multiple choice answers, and you just got to tell me which of those answers you think it is, and we'll go back and forth. Uh, you know, Gregory will go first, and then. Whoever has the most points at the end gets a, a free, gets to touch the banjo. That's awesome. <laughs> Which isn't a great prize for you, Greg. Oh, that's but. fine. No, it definitely is. Fuck up your banjo. That's all right. <laughs> well, just, you just get to put a hand on it. You don't get I to know, pick I it know, up. Or... I know. I'm just being silly. It's a two-finger touch. You're just being cheeky? Two-finger touch. What he's doing right now, it looks like he's about to finger the air. It's about to climax the air. It's like, is that a cloud? No, it's orgasm. <laughs> great. That could be on your palate. You could have the... <gasps> Orgasmic clouds. I love Ooh. it. I love it. Acidic grain. Where does it come from? Fingering the sky. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, okay. The first one is, uh, Gregory. Yes. Your genre is chap hop. Is chap hop a comedy hip hop genre about dental hygiene? Is it hip hop with steampunk themes? Is it cowboy hip hop? Or is it punk rock about rabbits? Chap hop. Definitely steampunk themed. It, B, yes. You say that chap hop is hip hop with steampunk themes? Yes, yeah, absolutely, yes. That is absolutely correct. Yeah. How'd you know that? Because it's a great genre. <laughs> is it? Uh, chap hop. I mean, I do more than just play banjo. <laughs> Chap hop mixes hip hop with elements from chapist or steampunk subcultures and stereotypical English obsessions such as, such as cricket, tea, and the weather. Oh, I uh, do love all those. Yeah, so uh, I'm surprised them. you didn't know that. Uh, uh, so, but chap hop here. Let me try to pull it up. My computer's being goofy. Uh, but yeah, Mr. B, the gentleman rhymer, and Professor Elemental are uh, two primary You're examples about to of this. The extent of this my is cricket Mr. Knowledge. B. I love this dry drums. Straight out of Surrey, a gentleman rhymer named Mr. B, friendly with chaps with an air of mystery. When I'm poised to be sad, I've got some moist shacks, squeeze it out the pipe, and declare it as a voice brag. Yeah, that's that, Mr. B, the gentleman rhymer. I, I feel like I've heard him, that's, and he's saying some song about uh, the devil uh, on the train tracks. Oh. Do you know what song I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You, you might have heard that before because it's actually my ringtone as well. I'm, it, a, I'm a huge... Is it really? Gentleman um, I can't, fan. I can't, I, are you really? No, okay. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know. Song, I, I'll think about the it later. The show is filled with bits. There's a song, I can't take anything a, seriously. There is literally a song that's very similar to that beat, and it's talking about, you know, the devil in the train tracks. Hmm. Never went down to Georgia? <laughs> no, it's very different. It's uh, it's all rap, and uh, I think it's brilliant. It's a great story. I always thought of making a screenplay from it. <laughs> well, Chap Hop is great to listen to if you want to feel like the smartest person in the room, but you're clearly okay. not. Uh, <gasps> How dare you? Um, How dare you? I thought you said chav hop, and I was like, chav that, hop. that fits. No, chav, chav. That's good. Um, all That's right. Nice. Move this out here. Um, I'm going to get this wrong. All right. I am influencer. Your genre is unblack metal. Oh, that's racist. Is, is unblack metal. An acoustic guitar is uh, is it acoustic guitar music that covers black metal songs and styles? Is it black metal vocal styles over electronic drums and pop beats? Is it a form of black metal that promotes Christianity Christianity rather than paganism and Satanism? 
Or is it a type of disco music that uses different types of metal such as uh, for percussion, such as uh, or except dark kinds like dark uh, brushed aluminum and stuff? I feel like it's A or C. Um, hmm. Unblack metal. You, you said acoustic with metal, right? Yes. Or the other one was Christian. Uh, yes, the other one was uh, black metal music stylings, but uh, promotes paganism and, uh, or promotes Christianity, but not paganism and Satanism. Well, if all else goes wrong, they say go with C, so I'm going with C. Dun, 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 dun. C. You think that unblack metal is uh, a the Christian one? Yes. It. Uh, where is it? That is yes! absolutely correct. Unblack metal is a religious Fabulous. philosophy within black metal whose artists are either directly against Satanism, pre prevalent in black metal, or promote Christianity in their lyrics and imagery. Uh, examples include ceremonial sacred as Marav or as Maraveth or Crimson Moonlight. And here is an wow. example: uh, Crimson Moonlight's song "Eternal Emperor," or "Where Darkness Cannot Reach." No lyrics. I'm trying to wait. I was gonna... This sounds like black metal. <laughs> I think. God, I think I threw my neck out. Really? Hey, can you do that? When I was on top of the table. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. You're your head banging too hard. Wow. So we're one for one, you guys. You guys are doing great. Oh, fabulous. Uh, all right, Gregory. Your genre is the. Uh, it's called lowercase. Is lowercase A, a form of minimalist ambient music, uh, B, a form of folk metal that exclusively plays versions of classic poems and prose, C, a stripped down version of disco, or D, literally just Ed Asner reading the alphabet for 45 minutes? Uh, uh, the answer is D. <laughs> You're going with D? <laughs> Literally, yeah. No, I mean, I've heard it. It's fantastic. I have it on loop. Is that your final answer? No, final answer if is A. If he gets this right, a. this is cheating. <laughs> okay, so you say uh, it's a form of minimalist ambient music. Form of minimalist ambient music. That is absolutely oh, correct. It's a cheater. Lowercase is, did you also know the genre too? Or is this a good guess? I, Sure. Uh, uh, it's an extreme. <laughs> I was going to guess that one too. It's an extreme form of ambient minimalism <laughs> in which very quiet sounds bookend long stretches of silence. Examples: artists include Steve Roden and Tetsuo Inoue. I don't know how to say his name, but this is. I'm just going to skip around this 10 minute track a bit. Oh wow! <laughs> it's a. Uh, it sounds like this. Sounds like a ghost. It kind of sounds like the music you're playing Ooh, you know, it, when we're trying to answer the question. But. Yeah, it does sound a little bit it, like that, doesn't it? It sounds like the music before Radiohead plays. <laughs> right. Like he's thinking of what song to make, and then that's it. <laughs> right. And then when he, he hears the beat, he's like, all right, now we come in with the Radiohead. Yeah. It's uh, great if you want to sit in silence in your living room and stare into the void, freaking out your roommates and your cats. Ab absolutely. <laughs> also, the joke I wrote for the black Unblack Metal one that I forgot to say was, <laughs> Unblack Metal's great to listen to if you want to both disappoint your mom and also make her the proudest woman in the world. Oh. <laughs> Very true. Great. Uh, so, all right. Gregory, uh, you are two, oh, for, no. two for two, but you still have a chance to, to 
Uh, this is the last one in the in the initial round. Oh. Uh, we have a, we have a tiebreaker uh, yeah. if okay. if needed. Um, all right. This so is your th- we you become. I am wrong. No. How dare you, oh, man. Gregory? Gregory, I can't even pronounce your last name, Gregory. <laughs> You're terrible. Alan Isakov. <laughs> Gregory right. Alan Isakov. You right. don't even know who that is. You Fabulous, are though. great art. Um, you, okay, uh, I am your uh, genre is cat step. <gasps> is cat step a form of comedy polka all about cats and animals? Is it an extra, extra heavy version of dubstep? Is it a form of hip-hop that utilizes heavy turntable scratches? Or D, my cat waking me up at 6 a.m. by stepping on my head so I can feed her? Oh. Oh. Um. Can you repeat them, actually? A, is it a form of comedy polka all about cats and animals? B, is it an extra, extra heavy version of dubstep? C, is it a form of hip-hop that utilizes heavy turntable turntable scratches? Or D, is it just my cat waking me up at 6 a.m., stepping my head so I feed her? I'm leaning toward B. B, um, a heavy, heavy version of dubstep? Or what was A again? A form of comedy polka all about cats and animals. I'm just going to go with my first guess. Um, I will say B. B, an extra, extra heavy version of dubstep? Yes. That is absolutely correct. Yes. Uh, Yes, that is right. Cat step is a particularly aggressive version of filth step, which is an already obscure genre, an offshoot of dubstep, in which the focus is being as loud, heavy, distorted, and bassy as possible. Examples include drop tech and televisor. Uh, And here is an example of that. Uh, Let me skip to the part where the beat drops in tings. Should I take my headphones off? It's, gonna be... it's not going to be too loud. Oh, I like this. Go dance at the disco. That's how I feel after I drink five cups of coffee. Uh, uh, it is a great for breaking your hip so bad from hula hooping that you need to take two weeks off work. <laughs> I would Great. absolutely wash my car to that. So, all right, we are wash at your the, car. Yeah, in the driveway in like little booty shorts and a yeah. Ooh, I could see that with a sponge. <laughs> so we are at the bonus round, the tiebreaker round. Uh, so the way this is going to work, <laughs> the way this is going to work uh, is whoever gets whoever I'm going to give you guys both the uh, the prompt and whoever guesses it right uh is the winner the first time you just got to say it you gotta oh, okay it. all right all right oh. but this is what we're doing a little differently this time now what i'm going to do is i'm going to play the song <gasps> and then give you options as to what the genre could be and you got to tell me which one it is wow sound all right. good all right. all right uh so here is the song let me pull we're gonna it. listen to all four choices first though right yeah, right. you gotta okay. yeah, right. gotta get so the we're gonna I will not accept an answer if if you okay. don't right. uh, let it get by. How do you think I'm gonna get along without you when you're gone? All right. All right. Is this <laughs> <laughs> called orchestral funk? Uh, let me turn it down a little bit. I like this. Is this orchestral A, orchestral funk, 
B, Spy Track, C, Escalator Jazz, or D, the Starcy and Hutch theme song? Orchestral Funk. It's got a French horn in it. Wrong. Is this B? Sp- uh, s- uh, spy Track? That is absolutely correct. Yay! This I is won! Spy Track. Oh, I am right. Gregory Allen Ice is wrong. Yes, uh, orchestral funk, as far as I know, is not a thing, but I was very, but I think it should be. (laughs) I I, I was going to say orchestral funk, and I'm so glad you said that. Wow. It is an official Spotify genre. Uh, uh, Spy track is the type of music that sounds like it should be part of the soundtrack of spy movies. Uh, And it's it's great for when you want to break into a museum and steal their jewels, but think doing it silently would be too awkward. Yeah. There we go. That is how you play. And you need somebody to go with your electric blue hazmat suit. Yes, see, exactly. exactly. Well, if you had the hazmat suit, you could snuck out and say that you were right. just investigating. You look fabulous in the surveillance cameras. Exactly. Yeah. And that Thank is you. how That's you play. It's not uh, Sinatra or Madonna. What is that obscure music genre? Yeah. Yay. Great job, guys. Excellent stuff. Dana. Oh, well, thank you guys so much for being on the show today. I'm so thrilled. Thank you. Excellent guests. Uh, anything you would like to promote? I am. Uh, like of course, the palette. It's coming up soon. Uh, so all look out for it. Go to IamInfluencer.com. Uh, Google me, YouTube, I am influencer, And Instagram, I am influencer. Awesome. And Banjo Electric, uh, do you have any upcoming shows? Uh, where can people mm-hmm. find you? Um, uh, for people in Hamtramck, I'll be at the Hamtramck Music Festival yes. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also singing with a uh, gypsy jazz band that same day at Whiskey Parlor downtown. Awesome. If you like jazz manouche and sold only as Curio is the seven-piece collective that I'm one member of and sold only as Curio has different shows around town too. Awesome. And when can we expect your, your third part of your debut oh it always takes so much longer than I think it's going to <laughs> sometime this year though Some, oh yeah absolutely okay. hopefully before summer awesome great uh, well thank you guys both so much for being on the show today uh, it's been awesome what is this last song that you'll be showing us uh, this is Rumpy Rumpy which Rumpy is Rumpy. a very very old uh, song um, that I'm doing the Turkish version but there's like a Greek version that the Greeks say maybe is theirs or some people do too I mean the song is is, is old it's older than Nations, even, but it's basically a celebration of life song. Awesome. Where they're like, the rain is falling, but it's making a cool sound, or uh, there's, you know, I'm broke and everything I have is in hawk, but there's coffee in the coffee pot and women dancing and life is cool. And Rompy Rompy translates to falala. So awesome. Yeah. So here is Banjo Electric with Rompy Rompy. We'll be back next week with Lucky June. Bye.
Michael the Brave Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Amp Podcast Network. If you like what you heard today, give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined. And uh, follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.